Well, hello. We are back for episode six. We're still recording, both of us, each from our own respective homes. Yes. There's still a bit of COVID stuff going on. So um, it's been interesting, to say the least. <laughs> so I'm glad that we are able to record the podcast, at least even if we're each safely at home. I would say there's a lot of COVID going on still. And I have a feeling that we might be working from home for a lot longer than you think. So here we go. <laughs> So today we're going to talk about something that um, I know you feel very passionate about, Jen, which is drumroll sleep. Sleep, 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 sleep. So it's something that you've always been into, but I think like the last few years, you're extra into it for a lot of really great reasons. So we're definitely going to talk deeply about sleep and all of the reasons why sleep is so important and perhaps, you know, what happens when we lack sleep and all that good stuff. So let's jump into why sleep is so important and what happens to our body when we sleep. Okay. Well, first of all, we have to realize that sleep is a necessary thing. And I think that we went through a phase where a lot of us thought that sleep was not so important, right? You can get away with a very little sleep. And I think that goes to being younger and, and so on and so forth. But hormonally speaking, when we really want to talk about sleep and the physiology of sleep, because there's a whole science behind it, we really got to take a closer look at, at the um, endocrine system. And if we look at the endocrine system, that's where you're going to talk about all the different glands that secrete hormones into the circulatory system. Yeah. And those hormones will be carried on to organs. And that's the biggest issue in regards to sleep. So depending on if you're sleeping enough or not, you'll have during sleep secretion of various hormones. And then some of the hormones, depending on the different stages of sleep, will also be stopped. So for example, you're going to want to have your growth hormones stimulated while you're sleeping. But if you're sleeping correctly, we're talking about also the cortisol, right? So the cortisol is also tied to the circadian rhythm and your sleep and the status of darkness and the light cycle and so on and so forth. So if your melatonin is released in the dark, it's going to be suppressed by light. Mm -hmm. So if it's suppressed by light, then you're going to be lacking sleep and you need sleep. And then at the end of the day, it's going to affect also your thyroid. So mm. all that to say, mm -hmm. sleep is monumental, especially when you're talking about hormones. Yeah. It is vital. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I know that there was a lot of glorifying People that worked, you know, 20 hours a day and slept two hours a night. Yeah. I remember back in the day, like it was kind of like almost like a sign of success, which right. I definitely think the complete opposite now. Because yeah. <laughs> right? I definitely feel it right away when somebody has not been sleeping very well, yep. you know, whether it's in a meeting, their stress levels, they're, you know, caffeinating themselves yep. like, <laughs> all day long. And you just feel that it's less kind of, not that you need to be like, walking around being zen all the time, but you just kind of feel more the erraticness of people that lack sleep. So it's interesting. I like the the fact that the wellness 
wave and industry and the awakening, let's say, of all the wellness things are definitely more and more putting an emphasis on sleep because it is so, 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 so important. Because you just touched on stress. So if you're not sleeping, then you're not inhibiting, you know, the whole release of your cortisol. So if you're not sleeping, your cortisol will be released abundantly. However, your hormones that are responsible for growth are going to be inhibited. So in essence, what you're doing is you're creating more stress with not sleeping, which is the opposite. So if you just think about it that way, Mm. it makes you realize how important sleep is. And there's a lot of links to those who aren't sleeping enough in regards to insulin and diabetes, and we couldn't go on for days. Mm -hmm. But all that to say is that sleep is monumental and um, the hormones will be affected and will affect sleep Mm. and hydration you know, functioning of the body and clear mind. So what happens when we sleep is, um, you know, definitely in a nutshell, what we could say is the body definitely repairs itself. So that's where like the body goes and repairs, you know, muscles, organs, and that kind of thing. And there's definitely a big thing to say about the immune system. Yes. Um, if you're not sleeping well or enough, your immune system gets weakened. And that totally affects your body. You know, perhaps you're going to get sick more often. Uh, you're not going to be able to fight certain diseases or different viruses as well. Yep. Um, and like the the brain definitely also processes the day's information and kind of almost does like a bit of a, like a clean out process. Yes. So I think that there's something to be said about that because I know sometimes when it's, let's say if I'm feeling tired, I know it's not a good time to make a decision. And I know Jen, we speak of that often. We'll be like, mm, we need to sleep on it. It's funny because we kind of just say that as, you know, a bit of an expression. But there's a lot of wisdom and a lot of truth to it. If your brain, you know, you're trying to make a decision super late at night, your brain has had too much information most likely during the day. And when it when you sleep, it kind of clears it and resets it. Yeah. So you're going to make a, a much better decision if you have a good night's sleep, then if you're sleep deprived. And we like to say sometimes that's a Monday decision, (laughs) right? Because we realize that it's been a week, there's a lot going on and we just can't make that decision. So we let it go and we sleep on Mm -hmm. it. And then oftentimes without even trying very hard, the answers kind of all make sense. So sleep is vital, vital for all of that. Yeah. And I'm glad that you talked about the cortisol uh, levels and how that you know, regulates the sugar levels and regulates metabolism. So there's a lot to be said about that when it comes to all the the good hormones that are being taken care of during your sleep. You touched also on the sleep stages. I was looking into that before a podcast and it's uh, quite fascinating. Isn't it? All the different sleep stages. Yeah. And I, okay, full disclosure, I did not know that the REM meant like, um, rapid eye movement <laughs> I always wondered that's why I love dogs if you look at a dog and like it's so cool anyway, yeah sorry. yeah and I was like oh that's what that means well the more you know so here you have it it's rapid eye movement um and uh so I guess there's about four maybe five stages that we go through the first stage will be of sleep the first stage will be uh it's very short it's basically when your body starts to slow down and then the eye movement starts to decrease and uh, you might have an occasional twitch 
which when I was reading that, I was like, ah, oh, totally. When I start to fall asleep, sometimes I do this massive right? switch. To, I feel like I'm falling or something. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I was just falling asleep. So I'm sure some of you can relate to that. <laughs> and then um, I guess stage number two is the one in which we spend the most time. So if we go in and out, whether we're waking up or from a deep sleep, uh, the stage two is, I guess, where we spend a lot of our time. So that one, there's no eye movements. So it's a non-REM sleep. Mm-hmm. And it's more considered like a light sleep. So I guess your muscles are relaxed, your heartbeat and your breathing is a lot slower. Right. And then stage three would be what's considered your deep sleep. This is what's going to make you feel refreshed at yes. the end of a night. This is what's going to repair all those muscles and all those tissues, right? So this is why the deep sleep is so important. So if you're not going into that deep state of sleep, Mm. you're not going to get the benefits. Yeah. And I totally feel the difference in the morning. I know if I've gotten that deep sleep or not. If I feel refreshed, I know, wow, you know, my sleep was not disturbed. Right. And when I have those nights, like, let's say before, like when we used to have to catch a flight early in the morning, I would always kind of a bit stressed out that I would miss my alarm or something. Am I going to miss it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I know those were, I didn't get my deep sleep during those nights because I'm just a little more agitated. And then there's, there is the, REM sleep, which is the rapid eye movement where I guess your body goes almost what they say, like almost paralyzed, like your body really doesn't move during that stage. Crazy. And yeah, I know. And they say it's about 90 minutes after you fall asleep. So yeah, I just thought that was so interesting to really kind of deep dive on all the different sleep stages and what actually happens when we sleep. It's quite uh, interesting. It is. So let's talk about what does the lack of sleep do to the body? Because we've touched on what it does, but what if you're not getting good sleep? Why don't you share with us, maybe from experience from last night, (laughs) that you didn't have good sleep? (laughs) Well, I think that for a lot of people, the one thing that we'll notice is a lack of concentration. You know, for some, it'll also be headaches. For others, it might be they'll overeat. Because when you're super tired, sometimes it's harder to make healthy decisions. Mm -hmm. And so it's easier to snack or what have you. And then oftentimes it, it becomes an issue where you might compensate with various things. So whether it be food, but it could also be, you know, over caffeinated drinks and stuff like that. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's actually quite detrimental. Um, But I mean, we all go through phases where we lack sleep. So it's not a question of, like, let's not be hard on ourselves, but it's to figure out what we can do so that doesn't happen. So that in the sense of if we're able to try to pinpoint what's causing the lack of sleep, Mm -hmm. then we can put into place what we need to, to get better sleep. Mm -hmm. Because if you're lacking sleep, it's going to cause a lot of issues. In terms of um, when you were saying about the feeling of hunger, There's actually um, hormones that are released during your sleep that control the feeling of hunger. And like you were saying earlier, it has to do with with the whole like release of insulin. So not only like you were saying, uh, you're making not as good of a decision just because you are tired and maybe like a poutine looks more, you know, satisfying than an apple. Yeah. But it's actually because there's a certain there's certain hormones that were released that control 
hunger that you didn't really get your right fix because you didn't get a good uh, night's sleep. So I was just so fascinated by that because it's so true. When I'm tired, I will go for all of those unhealthy foods. And I just thought like, oh, I'm just tired. That's why. But it's actually, you know, uh, physically, there's a whole process behind it. There's a chemical. Yeah. And what's interesting is women in general will actually have a tendency to have a lot harder time losing weight. Yes. Yeah. If they're not sleeping. Yes. So uh, that's really important to everyone listening right now. If you're really stressed and you're a mom or not a mom or whatever's going on in your life right now, Mm -hmm. don't be hard on yourself. No. Do not be hard on yourself because it's, it's, there's a lot going on in that body much more than we think. So if you're not sleeping right, that would be one of the things that you would want to fix, um, in regards to, and then once that's kind of solved, it will help with the unhealthy eating habits if that's an issue. Yeah. And it's, it's also proven that uh, lack of sleep will also kind of hinder your motivation. So if you're not sleeping well, how are you going to want to get up and, you know, maybe go for a nice walk in the morning because you just feel kind of blah and it's very hard to get that, you know, sort of energy boost to be able to go and be active. And it's funny because a couple nights ago when I didn't have my good night of sleep, I was so clumsy the next day. And it's actually (laughs) proven that like, yeah, if you're not sleeping well, you will be like your coordination will be off Off. and you're not going to, you're just going to be clumsier. So it's not always uh, mercury retrograde. It could just be you didn't sleep. (laughs) Well, they were saying, interestingly enough, that some people who lack sleep will be just as dangerous behind the wheel as someone who would be, you know, under the influence of alcohol. So that's something to be mindful of. So true. Another really interesting thing about a lack of sleep is some people have a lot more pain. They'll feel pain much easier if they're not sleeping right. Yeah. Um, And then allergies is another big one. Mm. So we see it a lot, you know, not just with seasonal allergies, but people are suffering from uh, whether it be eczema or psoriasis or what have you, and even rosacea, but allergies encompass everything and the body will be much more reactive because there's that link that you were talking about the immune system earlier before, right? So exactly. And there's also a lot of like psychological things that will take place. Like you can have more impulsive behavior, anxiety, you can be more depressed if you're not sleeping well. And don't go shopping if you lack sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't do the online shopping or whatever. Walk away. Yeah. And you can also be more kind of paranoid. And I think that that's, yeah. And I think that that's really interesting in this day and age, you know, with um, all of the different media things that are going on in the world. And I could see why the lack of sleep, it just heightens everything Everything. in a way. Especially, especially if you're watching the news just before you're going to bed. Oh my goodness. And that'll heighten that kind of, and then when you go to sleep, you know, your brain will go back and try to do this cleanup system of what you absorb during the day. Mm -hmm. And that can actually cause you not to sleep so well and trigger other issues. So it's interesting how the body works. Yeah. And then if you think about it, if you're anxious, depressed, whatever, you're just going to be overall more moody. Yes. <laughs> That's definitely a side effect of sleep. And I think we can all admit that you know, we've all been moody and on edge and maybe, you know, faster to anger yep. when we're not sleeping well. Yeah. So yes, let's, I know you can't wait, Jen, let's get into the correlation between sleep and the skin. Oh, my favorite part. So... <laughs> 
it, it really goes back to that inflammatory response. So if you're not sleeping well, your body will react faster, especially if you're not sleeping enough and you're not going into that phase of the healing aspect and the repair aspect. So what's happening is the skin is not going to be as hydrated. You might have dark circles around your eyes. Uh, you might find that you're aging a lot faster than you used to be aging. And that healing aspect is monumental if you're suffering from anything from even just blemishes. So a few pimples here and there, it doesn't even have to be acne. Mm -hmm. And what you might realize is that it's just not healing like it used to. And oftentimes the first step is trying to figure out why you aren't sleeping and how you can get that sleep to help that aspect of it. So it's pretty large. So inflammatory responses, hydration, dark circles, accelerated aging and healing. So that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, it totally plays a major part. And I think, too, when you were talking earlier about eczema and psoriasis and skin allergies and rosacea. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're not sleeping well, your skin's going to not going to be able to defend itself as much as it normally would. And, you know, our skin is, you know, our outer layer. So it's exposed to so much all the time. Right. So you want to make sure you're getting um, that good sleep so that if, let's say, you are going out in the sun or let's say, you know, you're flying, the more that you slept well, the more that your skin's going to be able to defend itself to all this sort of environmental aggressors that are taking place. Because if not, it's just going to be in an overreactive response. And that's just how the skin is. And so that's something to really be mindful of. So the sleep would be the number one tip mm -hmm. before anything else in regards to slowing down the aging process. The interesting thing about sleep is it's it does so much to the body internally that it can't, it's, it's, um, how can I say a cream can't do that. No. So even if you have the best cream on the market and you're doing a wonderful skincare routine and you go for your facials all the time, if you're not sleeping, your cream's not going to be able to fix your cortisol level. <laughs> do you know well, what I mean? Right. Well, not yet anyways. No. <laughs> and what's interesting is they had done, and I, I touched on this a little bit the other day when we did an Instagram live where they had done studies where women had sunburns and they were able to do a direct correlation to those who were healing at a much slower rate. I, I think we were talking 72 hours plus, which is quite a bit. Um, the skin was just not responding as well. And that's just from sunburn. And it was in you know, correlation to lack of sleep. Mm -hmm. So just something as basic as a sunburn, our bodies will heal a lot less fast too mm -hmm. if we lack sleep. So you imagine other important healing processes that need to take place. Yeah. So it's something, you know, it's it's so, so important. And it can totally cause a rippling effect because earlier when we were talking about your carbs and whatever yes. different, like not nasty food, but like... With your processed foods, right? Yeah, you'll be more prone to want to eat that during, um, you know, let's say if you didn't sleep well, well, that totally will have a direct impact on your skin. So if let's say you're not sleeping well, well, you're already not getting all the great reparative immune system things that the body gets when you sleep well, but then you might go grab more unhealthy foods. You might be more into the caffeine rather than your water, rather than an apple for a snack or whatever. And uh, that's also going to have a direct impact on your skin. So it becomes kind of <laughs> like a vicious cycle, right? You know? Because the, the more you're going to eat with all those foods that are loaded with like high fructose, 
corn syrups and all those mm. refined car, you know, carbohydrates and sodium. So like your salts and all those things, yeah. that's what a lot of people go to. So they're like, listen, oh, yeah. I'm going to honor my craving. <laughs> and I get that. And, but I think it's everything to do with moderation. So if you're aiming for at least, you know, multiple servings of fruit and vegetables, so maybe instead of drinking a glass of orange juice, eat the orange yeah. or, or make it fresh pressed, or if you can, um, and you're going to want to try to avoid things that are full of hormones. And, and, and the reason being is that all of those things will disrupt your hormone balance. So you're already unbalanced because of your lack of sleep. Mm. And then you're adding all of this. And for your body, it's like, what is happening? And it just, it just goes, um, it gets worse. And then I feel like a lot of women, because I'm one, so I can say this, we then tend to feel bad about it because we're like, man, I'm not sleeping well. Now I went for this. I thought I wanted this, but I'm not feeling so great because I ate this. Oh, yeah. Ay, yeah, yeah. Right. So the negative, the negative self-talk can start right? a lot easier. Yeah. yeah. So don't, because you're so tired. So don't self-sabotage, yeah. but try to aim for those servings of fruits and vegetables and, you know, drink more water. Like, if you can go for the water, oftentimes when you think you're hungry, you're really thirsty. Yeah. So I always say, you know, start with a bit of water. And if you are hydrating properly during the day, it's actually going to help you sleep better at night, yeah. which is going to enable you to hydrate your skin and bring down your inflammatory uh, responses. So yeah. And inflammation, like you were saying, is basically the number one thing that's going to make you age faster. Exactly. So it's the thing that you want to have under control. Definitely. So now that we've discussed what sleep does, lack of sleep, how it affects the skin, let's give everyone some of our greatest tips yes. on how to have a good night's sleep, whether it's the environment, the bedding, the sleep ritual. So why don't you take it away, Jen? Okay. So the first thing I do is I love to tell people that they need to set a bedtime routine. And this is something my kids are really old now in the sense of my baby turned 21. Imagine that. So Ooh. a long time ago. <laughs> but when they were babies, I remember being really adamant about setting this routine, right? And I feel like that's something that as adults, we need to go back to. So setting a bedtime routine, avoiding alcohol four to six hours before you're going to sleep. If you do consume alcohol, avoid caffeine as well. So for me, my caffeine intake is early in the morning and I limit it and I don't touch it for the rest of the day. Yeah. For me, the rest of the day, it's water. Yeah. Exercise is also important, but you want to limit that too close to bedtime. For some, that could be a stimulant and you don't want to interrupt your sleep. Mm -hmm. You're going to watch what you're eating. You're going to want to eat something light. You're going to avoid anything too spicy or sugary four to six hours before sleeping. And I know it sounds like a big deal, but all of these things will be really important. And as you do it, as you set these routines and you establish a really calm sort of sleep environment, it's going to be easier for you to want to look forward to that. So totally. there's different ways of doing it. So oftentimes we'll say we're going to avoid tablets and TV and that kind of thing before bed. You want your bedroom to be cool. Yes. I think that's super, super important. Yes. And you're going to want to figure out how to keep your room dark. Mm -hmm. So that's different for everyone. I think Jazz, you're like me a little bit. We both have like those curtains with uh, the full dark. Um, yes. Yeah. That to me is monumental. Yeah. Uh, we also have our, our sleep masks. Um, mm -hmm. Those are things that are 
easy for everyone. And in the routine, you know, we can talk about a warm bath, reading a book, you know, maybe taking a tea or something um, I think is really good for some. Mm -hmm. Everyone's very different, but I think that diet here plays a big role in being able to fall asleep in regards to what you're eating. And then the rest is really about how do you set your bedroom environment to be something that is something you look forward to and not see it as a punishment. Right. (laughs) because <laughs> it's not a time out. <laughs> like when you were little and you cry not to want to go to bed. Yeah. You spend a third of your life sleeping. So exactly. enjoy it. Right. So I feel like the bedroom is key. So, you know, you want a clean environment, you want an environment where you're happy to go into. So for me, clutter drives me insane. Like clutter makes me kind of angry. So I couldn't deal with clutter in my bedroom. Mm -hmm. So because I feel like some people, they don't realize it, they go to sleep at night and they're looking at something Mm. and then it wakes them up early and they're agitated. So I'm always like, make a list, like what's bothering you? Is there something on the nightstand table that you keep meaning to get to, but you just like, oh man, I'll do it tomorrow. So I think that that's number one. And then in in the environment, like when we say cool room, you're going to want to see, is it too humid, too dry? You're going to want to assess that. Yeah. So for the environment, I don't know if you wanted to add anything, but environment, that would be my top things to add. And then after that, we can deep dive into bedding and stuff. Yeah, for sure. I definitely uh, relate to all of the tips that you mentioned. For me too, having a routine is monumental. If let's say like when we used to have events and different things that we used to go to, it was so hard. Like let's say something ended, you know, at eight or nine or 10 or whatever. And let's say there was, you know, orders and I ate whatever or didn't really have like a nice supper. Those nights, it was always so much harder for me to fall asleep just because I'm so used to having kind of like my downtime, whether it's a bath or a shower, I feel clean. I put on my nice PJs. I do my skincare routine. It's like all of that mentally and physically prepares me to the thought of getting into bed and going to sleep. So also trying to be mindful about setting that routine at the same time as much as possible at nighttime. I know that not everyone's able to do that because sometimes the day gets crazy, or maybe you work uh, shift work, which that I know is a big struggle for people that work like night and day. I know some nurses, sometimes they have to flip flop from night to day. And it's, that's really, really hard on the body. But for me, if I kind of set up a certain time by which I tell myself I must be in bed and my skin, my sorry, my nighttime routine needs to be done by X time. And honestly, it naturally just ends up happening. I don't really look at the time and try like I don't have an alarm or something that goes off, but it just naturally my body just goes towards those things around that time of night. And uh, yeah, I totally relate with if I have a heavy meal, or even if I just have like a simple glass of wine, let's say on a weekend, right, my sleep is completely disturbed. And the next morning, I'll wake up and I'll be like, Oh, my goodness, I didn't sleep well. I was so agitated because my body is used to, you know, eating supper early and just drinking water all day. So it kind of throws it off. So yeah, and I tried to avoid the I think the hardest thing, well, maybe for me and a few others, but the not being on your phone or like watching a screen can be so hard. So that's where you know, reading a book can be super helpful. But yeah, it's hard not to pick up your phone before bed sometimes because some people use it as an alarm clock. Yeah, Yeah. that's why what I do like, Once I go upstairs and stuff, I put, 
I put my phone on its charge and I put my watch on its like (laughs) all my techie stuff goes away kind of thing. And I read my book and I feel like that's the best way. And I figure that whatever's going to come in through the night, I mean, even if it's super important, I can deal with it the next day. Oh yeah, exactly. But that took a long time as well. Like that wasn't an instant overnight. There was a phase in my life, you know, when we first started JB Skin Guru, where I was checking my emails like incessantly, (laughs) you know, and then checking the bank and then checking the (laughs) orders and then checking the bank and then checking the orders. And I could wake up in the night a gazillion times. So I feel like everything is a process, but I feel like the more you're able to let go and kind of like accept that you need sleep and the more sleep you're going to get, the better decisions that you make if you own a business. Yeah. And in regards to all those emails, right. <laughs> and and instead of just answering something horrible, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. this really bad, I'm raging, but stress and anxiety, it's so easy to lose sight. Oh yeah. Of, of things. And, and you have to be able to say there, that's why we would always talk about being hangry, right? Cause you're <laughs> hungry and angry, yeah. but when you're tired, you're even hangrier. So it's important to be, it's not me talking. It's the, the little monster inside of me. Yeah. The hangry, uh, sleepless monster. But yeah. And when you were talking about, uh, the environment for me too, if it's not, super pitch black. And if, it, if the room is not cool, I will have such a horrible sleep. I've noticed that. Right. I um, was able to pinpoint like for a while, I didn't really know why. And now I really know why, because it only takes, you know, one trip to a hotel room that doesn't have, have air <laughs> for Jen and I to lose it because we need air and we need cool air to sleep. And that's good. That makes traveling with each other really easy because we're on the same page. We're like, we have no air. We're going to die. Yeah. If we have no air, we like basically call front desk, (laughs) call front desk. But yeah. And the little eye masks that you were talking about, those were also a bit of a game changer on those. Like I was saying, if let's say my bedtime routine was not the greatest for various reasons, if I put on an eye mask, just the fact of having something that's kind of heavier on the eyelid, and kind of makes everything even darker, makes me just go into that mental zone a lot quicker than, you know, you kind of look at the ceiling (laughs) for a few hours. (laughs) It's true. And I feel like for me, what has been really great is I do love the sleep podcasts that Mm. I'll listen to. I always forget what they're called, but Headspace. Headspace. I always say Mindspace, but Headspace. And that was actually a birthday gift I got from Jazz. (laughs) So I do use that gift still. Yeah, good. And I I think that, you know, I love the the cat one with, anyways, (laughs) there's a whole bunch. And I know for some people, they don't know how I can fall asleep to that. But for whatever reason, it works. It's kind of like a meditative bedtime story. Yeah. And then we have our fan in the room that does this white noise. So I'm, Mm. I'm, I'm all about figuring out what works for you. Um, And I think that as we get older, those things become much more important. Mm -hmm. Um, Gone are the days for me where I was like, oh, it's okay. I didn't sleep. And to the point that when I did uh, an article last spring for Elle Canada, while I was in Toronto, Mm. we laughed when I was talking to the journalist because I had avoided and I didn't go to a specific event. Oh, And she was really taken aback. And I told her, I said, well, I'm at a point now where if it's past 6 p.m., I don't know. Yeah, it has to be really important. So I, I, you know, and I, and I knew at that moment when I made that decision that it was going to be much better for everyone involved 
Mm. If I went to sleep in early, like I usually do, rather than be because I'm up at four thirty-five every day that, by choice, it, the body is ready to go. So I think that that's another thing that's important is to listen to our bodies and not push things where. And I'm not, I'm not saying not to ever go out. That's not what no, I'm no, saying. No. Yeah. But I, it's, it goes to what you were saying. Our early flights are disrupting. Yeah. Late events disrupt sleep. So when we're able to take a step back and go, okay, I don't need to go to everything. Yeah. And and I don't have the fear of missing out of anything anyway. So it's kind of easy for me to go, well. You don't have FOMO. No. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to sleep today. I'm good. Yeah, me either. And uh, for me, when you were talking about personal choices, I know that I made a point from Monday to Friday that if there is something past my bedtime or past my bedtime routine, yeah. um, that it has to be really important for me to go. And like, even my group of friends, like they all know this. They're like, oh, it's like a school night. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> sorry. So it's like if I stay up a little later on the weekend or whatever, even though on the weekend, I kind of my body is regulated in a way. So I'll still yeah. kind of get up naturally. And I don't try to go to bed late. I prefer feeling rested on a Saturday morning. Those are definitely choices that I've made a little while ago. Well, more than a little while ago, a few years ago, where I couldn't like I can't just go meet up with a friend for no a dinner on a like Wednesday night and then feel like I'm going to be top shape the next day at work and to make good decisions. Yeah. Did you know that there's a big myth out there that people think that if you lack sleep, but if you sleep in on Saturday, you're going to catch up. It doesn't work that way. I'm so glad you're talking about that. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. And so what I realized in our frame of lifestyle slash work slash what we do, I don't know how to explain this, but you know, we're in a industry where we're all about wellness and people expect you to be <laughs> perfect, right? So yeah. perfect body, perfect hair, perfect, you know, skin and da da da. But if you're taking a flight and you're at the airport for 3 a.m., it's really hard to look hot that same day <laughs> around 5 p.m. You know, our joke is always <laughs> like, I think I'm dying because it's so, the thing is, is you can do that for a time. Now I've been in this business now almost 25 years, mm -hmm. right? In the next few months, it'll be 25 year anniversary I'm, I'm having. Yeah. That first year, second year, you're going to trade shows, you're going out <laughs> with the girls and you're having a great time. That passes because then you yeah. realize that, wait a second, this isn't a trip. Exactly. This isn't like a vacation. This is my job. And so I think that the minute that kind of resonates with, oh my goodness, this is my job. What am I going to do? I got to make sure that, you know, I keep moving. I got to make sure I go for walks, that I'm, I'm keeping my exercise levels up, even if I am traveling. The importance of movement, I think is monumental to sleep. Um, the, the, the sleep is going to help for mental health. And then that's going to help and the movement and the sleep is going to help reduce stress and it's going to reduce this need to overeat. And so it's really, really interesting when you sit down and, and realize that as great as all these events are, yeah. when this is your life where you could have events every night mm -hmm. because of what you do for work, you've got to make choices. So oftentimes in a group, you know, we're known as the grannies. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, do you go out past five? Oh yeah, no. So, and then like at all the events, we're like, we'll just have water. And everyone's like, oh yeah, please. Thank you so much. Oh, do you have a little, oh wait. <laughs> Est-ce qu'on pourrait avoir un, un canard? 
<laughs> oh yeah, one? like a canary. Yeah, which is uh, hot water, lemon, honey. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. what we. T- that's what we ask at the bar. <laughs> for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, we're still having a great time, so it doesn't take away from how much fun we're having. But it's true. I am glad that you touched on the fact that. Sometimes you're not sleeping well and then, you know, we're in the beauty industry and then you take a flight and you get off the plane and you're supposed to go to this meeting. You're literally (laughs) sideways to represent your brand, you know, and you're kind of like, oh, you know, the face is dehydrated. Maybe you have a bit of dark circles going on. And but that's an interesting thing where sleep, of course, totally affects your appearance and all that. But maybe there's also, let's say if that night, uh, I don't know, Jen, let's say your daughters were small and you had been up because your youngest was throwing up all night. Or there's also like sometimes uh, for us, we definitely feel it in our industry. Sometimes it can be a bit of that judgment where you're expected to look so flawless, which sleep will help. But if you do have a bad night's sleep, it happens. And like you said, like we shouldn't judge women or whoever if they look a little tired. And that I think is the worst thing when you see someone and someone's like, Oh, you look so tired. I think that's the worst. um, Can I ask a question? It's like, my thing is always like, what do you think I woke up this morning? And I said, damn girl. Yeah. No. Do you know what I mean? It's like like the most hurtful thing to say. I don't know why, but whenever somebody's like, "Mm, you look really tired, it makes me feel so down. I prefer you say, I prefer you say like, oh, I don't really like your hair. I don't like your nail polish or whatever. But to tell me I look tired will destroy my my self-confidence. I don't know. As we're on this subject, before we move on, I just want to say another thing that really, really irritates me. I really don't like being beside someone when someone comes up to me and says a compliment to me or to the other person, but then not to me. So for example, (laughs) if I'm like with you and there's someone comes and meets us, if I look at this other person, I'm going to call her Linda because... Okay. And I go, Oh my God, Linda, you look so good. What have you been doing, Linda? Oh my God, you look so good. Right. Oh, Linda. And it's like, hold on a second. First of all, that's just rude to that's a good point. jazz because that can cause like internal dialogue. Yeah. And I think that as women, we've got to be much more mindful of that because we never know what someone is living. So, you know, maybe jazz hasn't been sleeping well, but Linda has. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I just feel like we've got to be very careful. That really bothers me. I don't know. I just think that that you've got to be careful. And I think that when you ask someone how they're doing, if the person says not so well, I think that's okay. Because I don't think we always have to answer, I'm doing amazing. But I don't think you need to egg it on. I don't think you need to tell somebody, oh my God, you look so tired. Oh my God, you've put on so much weight. You know What's wrong with you? (laughs) It's sort of like, no, what's wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, no, it's true. But sorry, I just had to get that out. <laughs> I'm supporting what you're getting out. But it's true. Like, I think there's something to be said about and I know this was a podcast on sleep, but here we are. Um, but it's true. <laughs> there's something to be said about the compliments that you give women and sometimes what you're glorifying to another woman. Like, I think there is something to be really mindful of. So let's say, you know, if somebody looks really good, I'm not saying don't tell them. No, but maybe say like maybe sometimes it's more like you look happy you look well like right? that means so much more than like because you can be healthy 
you could be healthy at any weight. Yeah, exactly. And the reason why it's good that we're talking about this is because sleep has all to do with that. Because if you're not sleeping well and you're anxious and you're tired and you're stressed and you know it's it's affecting your diet and then your cortisol levels are through the roof, then it's very hard to lose weight. So I think like we need to take a step back and stop with this like nonsense talk because you can be healthy at any weight and you can't judge. Now, all that to go into the yes. whole aspect of bedding. The linens. Let's go to linens and then we'll finish with diet. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd love for you to talk about uh, the the bedding because you've learned so much because you had a wonderful trip in, uh, I want to say Sweden. Yes. At Hastings. Yes. And which kind of totally changed your world a little bit in terms of bed and bedding. So why don't you share with us? So what happened was I've always been a bed person. So even in my teens, I remember saving up money to buy my first duvet. And that was like an aha moment for me. And I've always been that person who's, I use my things no matter what. So I'm not the kind of person who keeps the good dishes for when there's company. I, I use my good dishes all the time. So I feel the same way about linens and bedding. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward to the book. So as I was writing the book, I wanted to do and insisted on doing a whole part on sleep. Yeah. And so as I was researching, I found so many crazy studies that were done on sleep in regards to what we're sleeping on, uh, the hazardous fumes and all these different things. And then the more I read, the more they were talking about the importance of sleeping on things that are natural. Mm. So from your sheets to your duvets and the mattress. And I thought, mm. okay, let's find a natural mattress. And I actually remember doing this research and thinking, and I had not, it was not something I fully comprehended until I went to Sweden. Yeah. So, so my first conversations with with Julia and with uh, Sonia uh, and, and, you know, with the Heston's group. So Heston's is over 168 years old. It's a company out in Sweden and they specialize in making natural mattresses. So yeah, by hand, yeah, all by hand, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Everything's by hand. And so you, there's flaxseed in the bed. Yeah. There's cotton in the bed. There's, there's horse hair, yeah, horse hair, and there's yeah. pine from the pine forests. Yeah. It is insane how these beds are made. Mm -hmm. And so we were just talking about, and this is really interesting because this is pre COVID. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like in COVID and post COVID more and more people are understanding the importance of reducing stress and Mm. having better sleep. Yeah. And so there's been a lot more talk with sleep, I feel. Uh, but um, so while I was there, it was really exciting because I got to visit the factory. So you think factory, you think noise. You think factory, you think smells. You think factory, you think lots of machinery yeah. and like that kind of thing. Right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. First of all, the space was so calm. Everyone was smiling, which was really strange for me because I was like, wow, they must really love their jobs. Everyone was smiling. And I was really able to go through all the various steps of how they actually build a Hastings bed, a Hastings bed by hand. Um, I got to meet the workers. They taught me how to stitch, how I could learn how to stitch. Um, so it's a really interesting concept. And the idea behind their philosophy is sleep is part of your life. It's like one third of your life you will be sleeping. And if you're sleeping on natural materials and fibers, so remember when you were talking about the different um, steps into falling asleep? Yes. Yeah. Well, in their first 
moments, the important is your body will want to cool down, right? Yes, that's true. I was reading that. So Mm -hmm. if your body cools down, if your bedding or your bed is not with tempering, let's say, right? Then what's going to happen is you're going to end up overheating. Once you overheat, your body's going to want to bring down that heat by creating the sweating effect and that's going to cool you off. And that's what often wakes people up. So they put their, their blanket on their blanket off their blanket on their blanket off. And that could be disturbing in your sleep just from that. So it was really interesting. So their, their beds are all made by hand. They're all natural. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend people look into them. They also have all of the bedding and linens that you can get to go with with that. I remember when you introduced me to Hastings too. I was like, oh wow, this is completely turning my world upside down as to you know how I viewed sleep. Even though I always thought it was important and the sleep routine and all this other stuff, it's interesting. It really makes you rethink what materials you're sleeping on, and also because a lot of mattresses there's a lot of plastic, I think, in them, and a lot of things. Yeah. So you're breathing in those fuels. Yeah. Basically they emit fumes, you know, the yeah. mattresses. If it's all... fuel. <laughs> oh, whatever. Oh, I think I know why you said fuel because we watched a video um, oh, of yeah. them burning. Well, it's, <laughs> we didn't do this. Don't worry. Don't do this at home. But no. there was a video of, um, they're burning a foam mattress. Yeah. A regular mattress. And then a Hastings mattress. And I guess it's because I think if I remember correctly, they kind of spray the mattresses with this like anti-fire like protectant. Yes. And uh, like regular mattresses. And um, so they wanted to see like and show how fast this was going to burn compared, let's say, to a Hastings mattress and uh, or like a natural fiber mattress. And um, yeah, the 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 regular mattress was like combusted and melted, like literally melted like plastic So then it makes you think like, oh, what was in there? And then the Hastings one, because there's like natural wool Mm -hmm. and natural different things. And like that pine or the the wood that they use is so heavy duty. I think it can only be found in like a certain forest in Sweden. And it's super special. Um, And like that bed, like the Hastings bed never burned. It was so weird. It's like the fire extinguished itself because of the natural, like it's very hard to burn certain natural fibers. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's very hard to burn wool and and horsehair. So this is really interesting. And the wool is really important because the wool is what's going to help because as you sleep at night, you mm-hmm. sweat a lot, whether you believe it or not. Yeah. So you want a mattress that's going to help absorb that and dry fast. And the horsehair does that. Yeah. Now, what's really interesting as well when you're talking about that is just for all of you out there who are curious, did you know that the reason we have fire retardant mattresses is because of the tobacco industry. Yeah. Because that's what it was. Back in the day, um people would fall asleep smoking. That's right. That's right. I was trying to remember why. Yeah. And then they would die or pass. And so yes. everybody instead of telling people not to smoke in bed, because <laughs> I mean, yeah. why would you do that? You, so they started using these chemicals to make it so that if you fell asleep with your cigarette, that's right. The fire would be a lot slower. Yeah. But no one stopped to think of. And so 
I was trying to think like, why were we yeah. burning a mattress? Not that we were doing right? it, but now it all makes sense. <laughs> so, so it's really, 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 really interesting. And I mean, we could, I could do a podcast just on mattresses and I'm, I'm going to spare all of you <laughs> the details, but you know, if you want one, you can email us at customer care and we'd be more than happy to have one. And we could maybe even get Sonia involved, uh, yeah. you know, from Heston's to uh, give us a hand with that. But it's just really interesting to see why we do what we do and what we think. And if you think of the environment and sustainability, mm. most people will change their mattress every five to eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you get a Heston's, theoretically, the bed is, and I say theoretically because sometimes people will upgrade because there's different models depending on your age and your budget and so on. But theoretically, you would keep one mattress for life. And the only thing that you would change would be your topper, and the topper you would change maybe every eight years. Um, and it is recommended to jump on the bed to get it all nice and, and, and mushy. Yeah, I got to try. When we went to Toronto, we went to like a um, Hastings showroom. And like I got everything. I thought it was wonderful, but I had never laid in one. <laughs> and then I did. Uh-huh. And then my life kind of changed because... Can I stop you? Hold on. I love this that you're saying this because just for everyone out there listening, <laughs> I was going on and on and on about this forever. And Jazz is amazing because I could see her eyes being like just glazing over <laughs> of being like, oh, again, this story. So I'll let yeah. you take it from here. But it was lovely that you got to experience it because yes. then you were like, oh my God, right? Yeah. Because when Jen gets into something, she really gets into something. It's never half. Like it's all the way in. So I do feel sorry for Jazz. (laughs) So she was really into the bed and I was like, okay, yes, I get it. But yeah, no, there's something to be said about when you actually get to try one. So when we went to this showroom in Toronto, and I mean, like, I think the staff is so passionate about betting, which is beautiful because they really are able to transmit. And that's what Jen was saying when she went to the factory, like they really you see that they believe and they live this through and through and it's beautiful. So when they talk to you about the bed and about different things about the company, you're just like, wow, because they're they're living proof of how wonderful this product and this company is. So finally, uh, he was like, do you want to try one? And I was like, my goodness, yes, please. <laughs> I've been waiting for this for so long. <laughs> and you you tried the 2000T, which is insane. Yeah. And so, because he was going on about like firm mattresses and how right. like he doesn't really understand why we all, like our bodies are mushy and they fold and mold and whatever. So why did we start getting into like extra firm mattresses, which we all saw, oh, you need to support your spine and support your this and support your that. So there's a special, you know, spring system that is in the beds and uh, I didn't really get it. But then I, so yeah, so I laid in one and it was seriously quite (laughs) the experience because you feel the most supported that you'll ever feel. However, you're like floating and then everything is so mushy around you. It's like the bed is hugging you and holding your body up. Yes. Which was just mind blowing. I like, I didn't even understand how this was physically happening. And I actually had a backache. I'm just remembering. I actually had a backache from our flight. And then I got into the bed and the way that everything hugged my lower back and my spine and everything, I like right away, it's like I was weightless and I had basically 
like no back pain. <laughs> and it was so like mind blowing. Yeah. And to the point I'd said to Jazz, we were doing a, a masterclass on sleep. And I'd said to Jazz, if you want, you should do the whole masterclass in bed. And she's I like, I would have. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, so that's something we're thinking about for the future <laughs> when we don't have to social distance. Oh, you could social distance in bed, I guess. Yeah, there's, we could look into it for sure. We could each have our own there bed. There you go. But what's interesting is even for us, when we changed the mattress just rapidly, it took a bit of adaptation for dear husband because he was used to something very, very firm. And what's interesting is over time, you realize that a lot of aches and pains that you had are gone. Yeah. And you don't really know why. So all of that to say that be very mindful of the mattress you choose and don't just go for something super firm because that's what you're led to believe. Keep Jazz's comments in mind about <laughs> soft and mushy. There's something to be said about that. There is. And be mindful of the bedding that you choose on your mattress. The more natural fibers that you have, the better it is for your skin and your lungs and your sleep. Mm-hmm. And I, exactly like you were saying, the, the fabric on which you sleep too like can help cool you off. Definitely. Rather yeah. than heat you up. As you can tell, we have a lot to say about sleep <laughs> and we could go on, but we're going to we probably wrap this up. Um, so yeah, so sleep in a nutshell <laughs> is super important. The amount of sleep that you get. And we get this question often, you know, how much sleep should I be getting? And I believe for an adult, it's between seven to nine hours. Yes. So don't be shy to get those hours in. I feel like sometimes, sadly, we may associate if you're sleeping a lot with almost laziness, right, or if you're not right. maybe a hard worker and no, not at all. Let's change that narrative. Um, if you are getting your nine hours of sleep, we are rooting you on and we are super proud because that is so good and sleep as much as you need right? I think it's important to listen to the the body and how much of that it needs yeah so I, I don't know if you had anything to add before we close off no I think I'm very stoked because we got to talk about bedding and mattresses and skin um and so I feel that uh and just a last thing we we were gonna touch on supplements and different things but if I was to add oh, one thing to yes. your list yeah is if you want a, like a warm tea before bedtime could be a really great thing uh with magnesium magnesium or not, there is a uh, true marine collagen that has magnesium uh, from within us. That's a Canadian company. A lot of uh, women that have reached out to us that have trouble sleeping have tried it and are super happy with it. So if ever that could be another little trick, I just wanted to add in there. That's a really good point. Yeah, because if you are having trouble falling asleep, um, some nights I feel like it can be harder than others, depending on the day you had. Yeah. The Within Us is amazing. I started to take it about, I don't know, maybe a week ago or so. And it really makes me doze off. It's not like, okay, time for bed. Shut up. It just all of a sudden I'm like, whoa, I'm like falling asleep here and it's all natural and everything. And it tastes, you know, like a light lemon. It's super soothing before bed. Honestly, I'm uh, kind of addicted now. There you go. <laughs> Another so, thing. <laughs> there, there you go. So I would say to all of you listening, we wish you an amazing good night this evening or where, whenever you're going back to sleep and, um, Keep in mind that sleep is vital. You will spend one third of your life in bed. Enjoy it while you're in there and make it fun. Like make your environment fun to be in and clean and something that soothes you and, and that you want to go towards. And um, 
saving up or budgeting for something that you're going to spend a third of your life in for a good mattress, I would highly, highly recommend. And we don't sell mattresses. We're just speaking yeah. from experience, just in case. I, I feel like so we're going to do this big ad for like mattresses. Oh, um, that's so funny. So listen, thank you everyone mm-hmm. for listening. Thank you for, yeah, thank you for joining us. And uh, sleep can be life-changing. So on that note, sweet dreams. Good night. Bye.